it's hard to scroll your TikTok or Instagram feed these days without running across some veterinary professional poking fun at clients. But have we gone too far? This week, we're going to discuss that and so much more on the Veterinary Viewfinder. Welcome back to the Veterinary Viewfinder, the podcast that tackles the toughest topics in veterinary medicine. And let's face it, social media has been a topic we've talked about quite a bit. And we've also talked quite a bit about client shaming. Becky and I have written articles about this. We've given presentations both separately and together on this topic. But this week, we want to talk about are we taking TikTok too far when it comes to making fun of clients and some of their behaviors? But before we get into that topic, as always, I am one of your co-hosts, Dr. Ernie Ward. And I'm registered veterinary technician, Becky Mosser. And Becky, really, this conversation we're going to have today with the Viewfinder family stemmed from you and I scrolling through our Instagram, TikTok, social media feeds the past couple of weeks, and both of us kind of coming away going, wow, there's some mean veterinary professionals out there. <laughs> and so we started talking about it, and you know, Becky and her instant, immediate wonderful brain said, let's do a podcast about that. So Becky, kind of set up the viewfinders for what we're going to be talking about today. I mean, I, I feel like they've got to know because they <laughs> are out there seeing this as well. And I think there's a really um, solid divide line between like, I'm sick of clients, I can't take it. And like, whoa, this is getting a little out of control because I hear really both sides. And I think there's valid points to both sides. But at the end of the day, we're using social media to leverage this drumming up of client frustration venting, I'll call it, right? Um, in a way that I think may or may not be healthy, um, but also what are our other options? Yeah, and let's preface it, viewfinders. Everybody's frustrated these days. I mean, come on, we are coming hopefully to near the end of a global pandemic where everything has been upended in our lives. And yeah, we're frustrated and sometimes we vent on social media. So I get that healthy aspect of it. But Becky, then comes the word professional, right? I mean, we are veterinary professionals. And when we especially have content that is sort of aimed at the pet owning public, for us then to kind of make fun of them and, and really and what we would call client shaming or pet parent shaming, that's for us where we're getting a little uncomfortable. And are we then just adding more fuel to the fire of clients being irate at veterinary professionals? I mean, Becky, I think you've said it multiple times on the show this becomes a cyclical, dangerous thing. Yeah, you're right. Like, I, I, it's the chicken or the egg. But it, the thing is, is it's COVID and we're all sick of it. And, <laughs> and it keeps hatching tired. over and over again. <laughs> I mean, right? It's exactly right. Because it's, we can't get out of this. And then I think that's where the social media aspect comes in, right? Because we are all at home. We are all flipping through social media. We are very few of us are in grad school only reading about public administration. Not as many of us are, are able to effectively use that time because we're working our tails off in clinics. And so you come home after these 16 hour days, you're tired. You've got to put that somewhere. And it's just easy to, you know, grab your pizza, sit on the couch with your glass of wine and go through Facebook and, and, and TikTok and Instagram and get into these this hole of feeling seen and heard because you're surrounded by technicians and professionals who are having the same bad day as you. Yeah. And forgetting that the rest of the world may be looking, right? 
well, right. And that's the bad news. That's the bad news. And and, and I, I got myself in trouble with the same thing because we break. We get to a point where we break and we just hear negativity, negativity, negativity to the till we just have to put it somewhere. And then a lot of times we do, it blows up in our face. Right. And so viewfinders, many of you are thinking, well, look, what's the big deal, Ernie and Becky? I mean, come on. I post on my social media to my friends. We're all venting about the same thing. Well, well, here's actually what happened to me recently. I was scrolling my Instagram feed and someone, a sort of a, a person, a pet owner. Okay. So this was not a, a veterinary organization, veterinary channel, veterinary anything. This was a pet parent. And, and look, and this person posts a ton of stuff, positive and negative about veterinary professionals, but she had copied a TikTok a video that a, a veterinary technician had made. And, and it was basically poking fun of people at their discharge instructions, how they ignored discharge instructions, and some of the funny, I guess to us, funny phone calls that people had, even though the veterinary technician and veterinarian had already answered the question, but you, you know this this whole process. And so anyway, Becky, they had taken that and put it on their channel where, of course, this inflamed all of those followers, right? So suddenly now it's like, look how evil these veterinary yeah. professionals are. So that's the danger to me. Well, right. And, and and here's the thing. One of the most hurtful things you can say to us is you don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you don't care about my pet. You don't care about this. You don't care about that. And th- that really hurts us, right? That cuts us very deep because <laughs> all yeah. we do is care. But then you get on this platform and you're blah, 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 about whatever it is in a very negative way. And it certainly probably doesn't feel very caring. Um, and I feel... You know, I hate to say this. And again, because so, so, uh, so many thoughts in, in one stack, there is like the, okay, but what if I'm doing it in appropriate place? So what if I go to Facebook and I'm in a group called complain about clients and they're well vetted and we know clients aren't in this group and we know it's all our colleagues. Okay. Is this then a safe place to say what you need, say what you want, do what you want to do? maybe because maybe the clients aren't going to see it on one hand. But maybe not. And I'll tell you a story that just happened to a a nurse. There was a private group of nurses, just like Becky is describing, and they were all working for the same health care conglomerate. I'll leave it at that. And so they basically were... Um, complaining about their management and their processes and all the stuff that accompanies their work. And... Becky, they didn't know it, but the group had been infiltrated by some of their managers and supervisors. And so, you know, they were actually gathering intel, screenshotting these complaints, and then going back, of course, to those local community hospitals or whatever and saying, hey, you might have a problem over here. So, you know, Becky, again, I keep I know we've talked about this on the podcast multiple times, but it's just because you're in a private Facebook group that nobody else can get in doesn't mean somebody can't screenshot and share. And it happens. Yeah. And, and you know, that's why groups like not one more vet support staff has anonymous posting. Um, And if you can go through a process like that, if you've really got to get it out, I guess Mm -hmm. I guess my frustration, my point is there has to be somewhere safe for us to go to vent. Um. But my argument is like, that's why I pay a therapist. That's where I go and vent, right? Because she helps me take that venting, take that frustration and 
you know, thread it out, look for my responsibility, my patterns and my own way to improve it. So it becomes constructive. I think what we're missing in these social platforms is construction venting. There's nothing that comes back in good. In fact, I think it just ignites fires. And my biggest fear is like, okay, let's look at the average person's morning, right? You get up, you grab your phone, (laughs) you're looking. What if before our feet hit the ground, we're already mad at our clients? What if before we even get to work, we're feeding off of other people's energies? Yep. And that's go back and just look at my tilt towards optimism, daily gratitude practice. And you're right, Becky, because it does prime our days to view clients as adversaries. And and the other part of this too, that I want to really get the viewfinder's uh, opinion on is some people in our profession are actually doing this for adoration, for praise, for likes and thumbs up and hearts and all those things, right? So Becky, what I fear is that when they're doing this attention-seeking behavior and it has a negative connotation, again, in this case, it's poking fun of clients' behaviors, right? I mean, take that as you will. And then we reinforce it positively by saying thumbs up, you know, we're just making that whole, you know, flywheel just go around and around even faster. Oh, I can't, I can't even with that part of it, because if now you're not venting, you're not trying, you're leaning into negativity. And I mean, I don't want to get real specific or political here, but there are particular groups that do that exact same thing that, you know, cause a lot of problems. You're really causing a lot of problems. And overall, I think we're just making, um, so, so one, my biggest concern is with these, these hey, I want to get liked and hearts and and followers, they are really not vetting their audience. And so they are the ones that are definitely going to be getting in front of clients. And this kind of goes back to our influencer uh, episode where now you are doing it for all the wrong reasons and it's not even about your own mental health and, and status. It's about leaning into hate. Right, right. <laughs> Choosing hate. And, and Becky, the thing that I worry about, especially, and I'm just going to call it out, veterinarians, which my group, you know, we give permission to other veterinary professionals to do and engage in the same types of content. That's really where I, I start to have a problem. So like if you're a veterinarian and you post this kind of stuff, when, and look, it can be super clever and creative and funny. I get it. Some of this stuff is just laugh out loud funny. But what you've actually done is given permission and inadvertently encouraged others in our profession to create this kind of content. I mean, is that making sense, Becky? Yeah, I mean, and the fact of the matter is you have permission to make whatever content you want to. I mean, you and I could get on this podcast and just bleep the whole way through. Just complain, fuss, cuss, curse, be mad, right? We have that right. But what is the point? What is it doing? And and what is it in a in a in a profession that is already riddled with toxicity? What is it? doing at the end of the day for our profession. You're not actually making any difference, any positive change. And then unfortunately, you're getting the loudest voice because the squeaky wheel gets the oil and you're out there like lubing the minds of of our younger technician generations who are now mad. And and that's just no way for our profession to be fueled. Yeah, it's a really good point, Becky. And, and I'll, I'll twist it slightly differently. So back in in prior days, pre-social media, amplifying the message days, 
Basically, if you had one staff member in your clinic who started client bashing, what we used to call it, client shaming, making fun, talking bad about a client, well, then that could spread throughout your team, right? But it didn't probably spread throughout your town. Well, now you can put a TikTok video out and reach thousands and thousands of our colleagues literally spreading or infecting the attitudes of other professionals. And, and, and I think, Becky, what you said there was so prescient and important is the fact that, you know, are we making these young, impressionable professionals more likely to have an adversarial relationship with clients like that. I think, Becky, you really nailed it because, look, I've been in this profession for over 30 years. I can sit back through most of this stuff and just chuck it off. But what if I had only been out for two or three years? I might view this as normal. And hey, yeah, these stupid clients, these pet parents that are always telling me how the, I should treat their dog and what tests I should or should not and, and not paying attention when I'm giving them discharge instructions and all that stuff, they think that's normal. And honestly, that's destructive, as you said. Yeah. And also, so here is the situation. We are all human. And I get really irritated when, I guess one of my biggest problems with this is when I listen to these videos, I'm like, well, I'm actually that person. Either <laughs> right. either when I'm a pet. So I, my Layla girl is in a study at NC State University. Shout out Dr. Norris and her team. And I went up there the other day. I had to have her there at 730 in the morning. For, if you guys don't know, it's like a two and a half hour drive for me. So we were up at the, so early. It was 4 p.m. when I picked her up. It was freezing cold. And I got home and I was like, okay, let me open this book because I didn't hear a word that girl said to me. Right. We were standing outside in the freezing cold. I was like reunited with my my heart and soul dog. So I was more like concerned about the last seven hours we had been apart. Right. I am a veterinary technician. I hate the person that does that to me. And I was that person. I am that person. When I go to my human doctor, they literally have to take my blood pressure like four times and they have to like talk me down because I have white coat syndrome. And so I don't listen. I get social anxiety. My blood pressure goes through the roof because I am having a moment. We do not give grace to our clients to have that moment. And I'm just like, if you self-reflect a little bit in your life, you are that person somewhere. You are that person at the hair salon. You are that person um, at the, the auto parts store. You are that person somewhere because we all are that person when we're a little out of our sorts. So the finger pointing and accusation, I think, is really unfair because we are all the same when it, when it comes to this, just in some other different view. Right. And I know that some of you are probably listening to this and going, you guys are just taking this way too seriously. We're just having a little bit of fun. Yeah. You know, we just want to vent. This isn't hurting anybody. And you know what? So what if somebody cross posts or copies or screenshots? I'm not ashamed of that at all. And, and look, I get that. And, and I'm not going to disagree with you. But what I'm saying is, are you using your voice, your power, your opportunities for good or not? I mean, that's really where I kind of, I, I just land on this stuff. It's like, hey guys, listen, you know what? Take the high road whenever possible and make it positive. Well, I see, I agree with that a hundred percent. And, but the other side of that to me and, and a step further is then let's start thinking about group mentality. Let's understand that group mentality exists and that you are going to spread that. If you are saying and feeling those things out loud and you're not processing them in a healthy way, it is contagious. We know it's contagious. And so you are intentionally infecting the other people around you. The harder part, I think, is to reach inside and to self-identify, is this me or am I becoming part of a group mentality? 
Right. Am I falling victim to this energy that's being thrown at me of negativity? Whereas if I reach deep down inside, I know that without my clients, I wouldn't have patience. I know that 24 hours a day, my clients are taking care of my patients. And I know that if there is a problem with my discharge instructions, if my clients don't know what I told them when they get home, then there was some kind of communication issue on my part. And I need to find a better way to deal with it because clients are who they are. People are who they are. and We have to meet them where they're at. And so I think reaching inside and really getting out of this is going to be more important than trying to put the fire out that's burning on social media. Yeah, I love that, Becky. And you're right. So whenever I have a problem with somebody, with a client, like you said, they, they go home and they call us back and say, wait, do I start the medication tonight? Do I give them a whole tablet or whatever? What I look at, I look in the mirror and I say, me personally, as a practice owner, a veterinarian, I say, did I train my staff? Did I give them the tools and resources they need to actually effectively communicate that, right? Where, where did I go wrong? I don't instantly go and blame the person who's raising this question. And that is a fundamental mind shift that I'll tell you, once you get to that other side, Becky, then you, you never look at it like well, dumb old clients, you know, it's always what can I do better? Well, that's it. And, and it's also understanding that you have no control over the receiving end of what right. you're saying and right. doing. And so you have to have your own checks and balances to figure out if they heard you. Did they register it? And then if not, your own ways to follow it up. And and you guys, you do this if you've got kids. You do this if you're married or in a partnership. I mean, you do this in other ways. So I think we are in this very concrete. This is how we do it. This is the SOP for communicating with clients. And so this is what I do. And if they can't fall into that box, well, then they're an idiot. And that's the part that I think sucks because I don't want my doctor to assume that the way he talked to the last person is the way that I want to be talked to or need to be talked to. There are seven and argued up to 12 different learning styles out there. And so if we aren't recognizing that all of our clients can't possibly fall into one of them, then we have to make sure we're communicating within these seven to 12 different right. styles. That's our job. And and so again, you know, getting out on social media and making fun of clients, I just don't see how it improves relations with pet parents in any way, shape or form. And in fact, I think it just inflames and furthers the divide between us. Uh, because look, I don't think there's anybody listening to this podcast that would not agree with this statement. We are here to help pets live longer, healthier lives, you know? And so that means we have to be able to communicate with the clients. And so, you know, let's say you have that one client who calls back and they're like, you know, wait, when do I start my medications again? You know, I, I, did anybody tell me? So what, Becky? Be grateful for that. That's what I say. It's like, wow, yeah. they didn't just like try to go and do it on their own and mess it all up. I mean, at least they had the capacity and compassion to say, I'm not sure when I start the medication, so I better call and find out. That is a huge step for anybody. In fact, Beck, if you think about it, that client has to admit that they didn't pay attention. They didn't know. They don't understand. That's already a big step for many of us. I mean, if, if you think about it, when we say, you know, what are, the, what are your greatest obstacles to fill in the blank? Communication is almost always the word that goes in that blank, no matter who or what you're trying to communicate about. And the other thing, I guess the bigger one of the bigger parts or opportunities that I, I think about with this is you really are missing an opportunity. So, yes, we understand you need to vent. That's fine. But is that the only thing you're doing? So are you just coming on whatever platform to just spill your guts about what you hate? 
and not bringing anything effective to the conversation. So I think that's the other thing. There's a difference between using a platform to say, I had this interaction. I feel badly about it. I don't feel positive. I'm getting frustrated and tired with my clients. What are you guys doing to overcome it? We have such an opportunity with social media to educate, to thought share, Instead of just using it as this dumping platform, can we use it as an opportunity to come together and create solutions instead of just a, a literal toilet of our day? So I had a friend who's, who's a veterinary friend of mine who posted something six or eight months ago that I found questionable, right? And it was borderline client shaming. And I don't believe in just doling out unsolicited advice, but I had a, I have a personal relationship with this person and I felt very comfortable giving them a private message. So I sent them a DM uh, after they had posted this thing on their Instagram. And I said, hey, you know, listen, that kind of hit me the wrong way. You know, I think maybe it, you know, maybe it could have been said differently or whatever. So we started a back and forth dialogue. Well, fast forward to the conclusion, basically this person, this veterinary colleague of mine, friend, said, hey, you know what? I'm just using this type of humor, sarcasm to educate the public. And I will say, reminders, <laughs> if you think that sarcasm is an effective teaching tool, please reconsider that <laughs> because it's not. It's really hard to divine sarcasm with what, you know, where the real truth lies. And it's just as easy to offend as it is to educate. So, you know, I'm going to say, yeah, if you're trying to really educate, then just do it in a positive fashion. You don't sort of backhandedly make fun of people by saying, oh, and now I'm trying to to teach you something positive because that's a big, tall order and just as likely to offend people as you are to actually enlighten them. That's my opinion. I am a horribly sarcastic person. I have a terribly sarcastic personality and it is the worst way to convey information. (laughs) Um, And, you know, it is something I sort of try to work on. Um, It is something that is, I have always my entire life had. Um, but I do have to understand and pay attention to situations where sarcasm is, it, it, it is a toxic and anger deflecting, right. you know, it, it, it comes from, you know, this is why I see a therapist, but it is, it is a go-to for a lot of folks and it is a, um, it's a protective mechanism for a lot of folks, but it is the worst way to educate and communicate with somebody. Uh, it's different, you know, like if I'm talking to friends and we just have a, you know, it's sure. back and forth and you know me, but if I'm really trying to be in a management or leadership or uh, if I'm really trying to flip your mind about something, if I'm trying to really convey information. And again, like I said, so so I guess before we end this, then Dr. Ernie, what's the answer? Where do you go? Where do you right. vent? Right? Because we can't pretend we're not going to feel toxic. We can't pretend it can't go somewhere. So where do we put it? Right. Because I agree with you, Becky. These people, this is misplaced venting coping, right? Misappropriated mm-hmm. coping, as we say. So so what should you do? Like if you, you feel like, I just can't stand these clients. They're driving me crazy. The first thing is look in the mirror. Say, is there something you can do to that process to improve it? Because if your outcomes aren't what you desire, then you need to change the inputs, which typically, like Becky said, is only what you can control within your domain, like what you're doing, right? Your clinic, yeah. your actions. Uh, the second thing is you need to have a healthy, nurturing support group around you. Like I treasure being able to talk to Becky, you know, so I can text Becky and say, ah, 
you know, right? I mean, you need to have people like that in your life. Now, sometimes it's even helpful to have a professional to be able to interact with. And there are certainly some things that therapists are, would go way beyond, you know, just Becky and I, you know, lamenting the challenges and frustrations of the day. So, you know, again, seek help whenever. But I, I will say, Becky, what I think, what I think this highlights the most is two things. One, this borderline attention-seeking, negative attention-seeking behaviors, right? So people are somehow now figuring out, oh, wow, if I post this stuff, I get a lot of likes. This adoration, adulation becomes sort of this addiction, okay? So I, I will think, I, I, I do believe strongly in that. But the second thing is, it also highlights that people don't have those connections that they need in their lives. And so you really need to sit back. You know, if you are feeling like, I want to blast this out on my social media, ask yourself, why don't you have somebody that you can turn to in real life? And of course, that may mean a Zoom or a telephone call these days. But why don't you have that network in your real life that you can then lean back on? Because that's the healthier option. Now, let's say, Becky, that you and I go back and forth, back and forth. We're like, oh, I'm so unhappy about this. Uh, then you may say, hey, I want to take this public. And and honestly, that's what we did with this topic this week. You know, we said, this is kind of gnawing at us both. We're both encountering this thing. So we have a platform. We want to make sure that we try to turn the world slightly in a positive direction whenever possible. And so that's what we're doing, right? Because we realized that us going back and forth, talking with our friends and our network, that was part of it. But then we also felt like we had a responsibility. So again, you know, Ask yourself what you can do better to make it make it right, right? Are you part of the problem? Number two, have a personal support network that you can turn to. And then number three, if your support network says, hey, go public with it, then by all means, get it right and go public. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fair to, to say, you know, always bouncing something off of somebody can sort of it, just in general take the heat down a little bit, getting it off your chest. Um I know it sounds really cheesy and and cliche and oversaid, but journaling is, I think, one of the really most Im- impactful things we can do in just sort of getting a lot of that out and down. And it doesn't necessarily have to come out of our mouths, but it can come out of our off of our chest. Um, you know, and, and as my therapist would say, you know, if you're feeling some kind of way, you know, identify that feeling and then you have to look for the patterns behind it you know right i feel like this why do i feel like this okay the client really made me mad why did the client make me mad because of i mean because when you really start to skip trace backwards and look at it it probably really isn't that client it's probably that you didn't sleep you didn't eat you aren't hydrated i mean you're not taking care of yourself you're overwhelmed you're overworked there's bottom line reasons for the for why some of these things are so bothersome And it goes back to our resiliency podcast. It goes back to our, I mean, there's so many other podcasts we've done that sort of talk to these underlying reasons, but to encapsulate for today, it is truly being careful, not only of where you're putting it, but then I think also what you're consuming and identifying, like if you're feeling in that negative space, probably the worst thing you can do is go back through that negative space with somebody else, you know? That's true. And and again, this is where tuning out negativity in your life, you know, I mean, look, I have to turn off the news these days and I'm a news junkie because I just, you know, it becomes overwhelming. And, and, you know, it's viewfinders, you've, you've been around long enough, you know, I am not good at journaling, but what I am good at is self-reflection and meditation or through meditation, I, I guess really is more how I do it. But, you know, on a daily, I am sitting back, taking this time to center myself to really, you know, because 
just like you said, Becky, there are some negative feedback loops that occur in your brain and actually being able to, you know, me on deep introspection on the daily go, wait a second, now why are you still upset about that? <laughs> you know? yeah. And then try to unwind it and take it down. And actually for me, it's a way to process it out. Yeah, and I know we kind of got off track here. It turned into a little bit of a therapy podcast, and that's okay. <laughs> but, um, you know, I have a cognitive behavioral app. And I think if you don't know yeah. about cognitive behavioral therapy, this is a really great way to find effective tools to stop this behavior. Because sometimes we recognize it in ourselves and we don't know how to stop it. And it's not like you can, you know, tune it out if you're in the clinic with everybody else who's like blabbering all day about their negativity. It's like easier said than done to just, you know, quote unquote, tune it out, right? Um so you can find ways in the moment to stop the thought, redirect the behavior, redirect the thought, redirect the action. And, you know, like so many other things that we say on this pod podcast um, about bringing positivity and good to yourself and to your life, you're going to have to work at it. You're going to have to to change your own ways and do a little bit of work. But I will say you will likely impact those around you. And when you when you don't laugh at the, the negative jokes and when you just say, hey, guys, I'm not going to consume this kind of toxicity right now, you may find that you break up some of those patterns around you. You could be the trendsetter in just stopping this avalanche in your clinic. And one of the things that Becky and I have tried to emphasize over the years, over four years now, is that wellness self-care actually begins between your ears. Like all the other great stuff of spa days and massages and saunas and all those things, exercise even, right? It really, all this has to start with your thought processes and you need to develop some technique, whatever it may be, using an app, using meditation, using journaling. I, it doesn't matter. All of us are different and unique in our needs, but you need to find something that you can go to, and I mean it on a daily basis. If you are really serious about self-care, wellness, improving yourself, becoming a more positive, productive member of the world, of the universe, you're really going to have to dig deep inside. And that, as we say in that cliche, that begins between the years. Yeah. I mean, it does. It doesn't just come, come to you. And again, that's going to be breaking up your social media patterns, breaking up your dialogue patterns, whatever it is. And I guess, you know, the point of today was just to really encourage you to, even though we know social media is a place to sort of go and just like thoughtlessly scroll, um, maybe use some intention uh, to pay attention to what you are consuming because it really, it really does impact, especially in this time, like where we're just doing it at home for so long and not getting out and uh, not changing our scenery as much. Absolutely. So viewfinders, what do you think? Are pet parents paying attention to these posts? Are they getting upset or is this actually helping us vent? We really want to hear your take on this because this affects all of us. And hey, we're just trying to spread a little sunshine. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but don't come rant at us. Oh, yeah. Give us all yeah. your negative toxicity. <laughs> we don't want it. You can find us on Facebook at Veterinary Viewfinder and Instagram at Veterinary Viewfinder. And you can tweet at us at Vet Viewfinder. Again, thank you so much for listening, Viewfinders. We always enjoy bringing topics like this, even when they're sort of tough. Uh, well, I guess they're always tough, but you know what I'm saying. Until next week, please spread a little cheer, a little sunshine, start your day positively whenever possible, and really just try to work together, love one another, whatever you want to say, Becky, but all that stuff, bring all the goods to your life. Until next week, bye. Bye. <laughs> I think we did get into a bit of a therapy session. It did. It got real, real deep. But that's okay. Like, I mean, it's 
toxicity. I mean, th- like I said, I'm happy to talk about this one because it is, tr- it's, it's just everywhere. It's just, 